Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Mobility Market Intelligence, MMI, is a market leader in actionable data intelligence and market insight tools for the mortgage industry. MMI helps you fill your lead funnel, close more loans with your existing referral partners, make meaningful connections with brand new real estate agents and builders, recruit top talent, and check out your competition. You can also see where you rank amongst your peers. MMI is currently used by more than 350 enterprise customers, including 20 of the top 25 lenders in the country. To learn more, head to AMP at brokersarebetter.com and check out MMI's profile. And reminder, this price is only available to AIM members. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of membership here at AIM, also a broker owner, uh, Priority Mortgage Lending here in Michigan, uh, my little shop that I have here. But uh, really excited about today because this is uh, we're catching someone at a unique time right now, uh, and, and, and he's definitely going to go into decision-making, why the broker channel. I think it's going to be really insightful, and he's going to tell us all about it. You don't need to hear me, uh, but he's going to tell us all about the decision making and why, you know, broker is the best way to go. You know, sometimes we just need this validation. I know a lot of us believe it, but listen, just hearing what this guy is about to say, is going to be amazing. So today I'm going to be interviewing the broker owner of Nextdoor Lending, Jonathan Haddad. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Mark, thank you very much for, for having me. There's three of us. There's myself, Natter Carson, and Doug Lisk. All three of us are owners of Nextdoor Lending. We're super pumped to be part of this. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, I know just speaking with you previously, you're excited to be here. So we're just going to hop right into it. So, okay. You know, I, I love hearing, I, I don't need to hear your background of you were born on this date and all that good stuff. But what I want to hear is why the mortgage industry, where'd you come from? Because I, I love hearing how people use different uh, industries or different, different occupations that they've used to help themselves in the mortgage industry. So Tell us how you got started in this crazy business that we love. Absolutely. So uh, you don't want to know that I was born at tw- 10, 13 a.m., uh, August 25th, 91, but I'm going to drop it anyway because I'm going to need energy. So I need to let people know that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I've been at this since I was 21 years old. So about a decade. And it all started. I was a bartender at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, many years ago. And I was doing my thing, my bartender thing, all, all excited. It wasn't even 21 yet. And uh, some guy came in dressed real sharp. He had uh, some some Burberry scarf on, Ferragamo loafers, you know, things a 20-year-old gets attracted to. And I was like, man, I wonder what this guy does. So I was taking really good care of him. My bar got slammed, and he loved the service. I still remember his order to this day. Uh, he still texts me every every couple of months. And he, he said to me, he said, hey, listen, uh, let me ask you something. I said, sure. He said, how much money do you make? And I said, that's a weird question to ask. But I told him. And he said, do you want to make triple? And I was like, God. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm listening. So he got me an interview at Quicken Loans, actually, is where it, where it all started. And uh, within about a week, I was ready to go. I went back home, was going to go back to school. And my grandmother said, listen, this is fate. Uh, give it a chance. School's going to be there. You never know what's going to happen. And all of a sudden, I entered the mortgage industry. I became the youngest ever director promoted at Quicken Loans. I was a banker for 10 months. I got promoted at 22 years old. Um, I helped build the, uh, the, the chat channel. Uh, that I, I did a lot of work in for four years. And then I became a vice president at Quicken Loans at 27 years old. So uh, I have an extensive leadership background and, and that's how it all began. And ever since then, I've been incredibly addicted to, to all of it, just to be very transparent with you. Okay, so you you grew up in Michigan, um, yep. the, the, the Great Mitten, that's where I'm at too, which we didn't know about this, that we were right down the street from each other again. 
Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. That's that's what's great about this association. But then you left Quicken, or you went to California, right? This is what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So after, so give me give me background on that. Absolutely. So after Quicken, February twelfth, two thousand nineteen, my brother's birthday. That's why I remember it so vividly. Uh, I ended up uh, wanting to take a little like hiatus, right? So I moved to California, and I got my my real estate license. I did nothing with it. It's not active anymore. I just got it because I was bored. So uh, I was getting ready to get back into the industry. I, I spent all my 20s just grinding. I'm the type of guy that works 70, 80, 90, sometimes 100 hours uh, on, on a weekly basis. So I took just a little bit of time to myself. So all that went through, about a year passes, and I was just itching, absolutely itching to get back into something I was very passionate about. So um, joined a board. We, we started the company. Things were, were up and running, and then COVID hit. Uh, it, it literally... COVID hit basically when I when I got into the broker world. So didn't know what to expect. And we started just trying to figure it out like the rest of the country. People don't remember when COVID first hit, rates actually skyrocketed because yeah. investors were absolutely petrified of what was to come next. And then as everybody knows, the market just took just went crazy. So I was in Los Angeles and I said, let me move to Vegas. Um, to be honest with you, I wanted to move to Vegas. I've been there a bunch of times, but also no state income tax. Uh, so I, I, I didn't want to deal with that. So I moved to Vegas, bought a house there, uh, opened a branch out in Vegas as well. So we do have a location out there and then our realtor business kind of exploded. I, I fronted a lot of the realtor business and put together an incredible plan that, that we'll talk through here in a little bit. Uh, and then the business needs came back to Michigan. So I ended up moving back not that long ago, bought a house in Novi and now I'm back here in Bingham Farms, just just building something special and getting to this uh, tumultuous time right now in our industry. But I mean, this is the part that you love, right? You can really see who stands out in a time like this. Absolutely. And, and, and there's one part I really want to hear about, which is, okay, so you're with Quicken and you're going to the wholesale channel now, which welcome aboard, you know, I mean, great. You're going to crush it. Uh, how did you tell Quicken that? Like, what, did, what, what was the conversation like? Or did you just say, just, I'm gone? And so... We, we just recently switched over to uh, United Wholesale Mortgage, and we have a lot of very good relationships still with, uh, with Quicken. So that decision was uh, very difficult, uh, but we, you know, we did it the right way. We, we went to their face, kind of looked them in between the eyes and uh, told them for many reasons. If you want to go through, I'd love to, to kind of share them with you on, on why we made that choice. And uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was rainbows and butterflies because that'd be a lie. Um, there was a lot of steps that, that went into making that decision and we really dialed it into what's best for our business, man. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we really uh, went back and forth for four months. Uh, you know, Danny Morogi, God bless his soul. Uh, uh, he's the man he's been coming in our office left and right. He's been courting us for, for a, a long, long time and just going through a few things. Uh, we are uh, mini core now. We just got approved. So, uh, the correspondent assist that, that UWM have is a really big deal. Uh, I have a bunch of realtor relationships and getting that purchase platform is, is, a, is a massive, massive opportunity. And honestly, Mark, uh, AIM, AIM, AIM is, a, is a big thing. You know, it's really hard to uh, get, your, get your point out there or, or have a certain say. You guys are very, you guys are strong. You guys are strong and, and for, for a reason. Uh, and I really believe that. So having this opportunity to showcase, there's a lot we can offer the broker community. We want to share it. We want to share our expertise share our leadership style. Uh, we were at Rocket for a long time, the three owners, and we were at Rocket at the highest level. So we really want to give back and this is the opportunity for us to do so. And so we're really excited to be able to do that. Well, I mean, personally, I mean, I, I have my own feelings, which we don't need to get into, uh, but like, what were some of the big factors that made you 
switch over to, to UWM and more, more that aim side of, of what we believe. Yeah. So listen, there, there, I'll get very granular with you. So the, the biggest thing for, for me is, um, the, the correspondent assist, right? We want to go core. We want to really expand our, our business model. UWM has that, has that master, uh, down, down to a science. They even came in, they showcase everything. That's a big lift for us, right? From a compliance standpoint, God forbid something happens and we have to buy something back on our books. We don't want to do that, especially right now, right? It's not like refinance business is what it was the last two years. Let's not be naive. So we need to make sure that we're making the best choices for us. The, the other piece of the, the, the puzzle, you guys have the opportunity to get in front of 40,000 brokers at any given time. I want to showcase that. I want to ensure that brokers are here for a very long time. You know, we, there was a bad rap for brokers back in 2008. We didn't yeah. have people on our corner in our side fighting for, for brokers, being able to say, hey, no, brokers are beneficial. Like, stop cracking down. It's not just the broker's faults. So let's continue to teach these new brokers that are coming in why this space is incredible. You need people that have been in the trenches. I've, I've seen everything. Uh, Rocket Mortgage has an incredible platform in terms of teaching leadership. And I, I've been in front of thousands and thousands of people on a, on a high leadership standpoint. And I want to be able to give that back to brokers so we don't make the same mistakes. If people need guidance, let's show them the guidance that we have and we can offer to them. And we really wanted to be part of that. And you guys already have that structure built. So why not be part of that cause? We are brokers now. Uh, nobody else puts food on my table besides myself. I, I'm the one up every day at 5 a.m. I'm in the office every day by 6 a.m. No one's doing that for me anymore. So I want that opportunity to give back to everybody else and showcase that the broker channel is here. We're here to stay. And this is the platform for it. Wow. That's uh, I, I can hear your excitement in it. You know what I mean? And, and like, I, I always call it inside. I'm glad you're on the good side now. So obviously you've been really successful. Um, and I want to touch base on that. And I, I love your transition. I love the fact that UWM was, was able to sway you, you know, a little bit more this way. Uh, but let's talk about, cause you, you have that, that realtor background as well. So let's talk about your realtor, you know, relationships and marketing. So what does your marketing plan team look like? Yeah. So here's uh here's how I'll, I'll share the story. He's okay with me sharing this. So the head of our marketing department, his name is Rami McCall. This was a, a friend of mine back when I was uh, 20 years old, about 10 years ago, right when I started at Quicken. He, uh, they all stopped talking to me. A lot of my friends, when I started, I started seeing success and they stopped, stopped talking to me. So I tried to connect with Rami a bunch of times. Well, anyway, when I was in Los Angeles uh, and, and COVID was just about to hit, Rami uh, texted me and he said, listen, I don't know what to do. Um, I just need some help. He, he got up and moved to California and was living on the beach homeless. And really? He, yeah. And I said, dude, call, what's wrong with you? Call me. My, he, he calls me on the phone and he said, listen, I, I didn't talk to you all those years because I, I was jealous of your success. You were doing everything that I wanted to do, but I don't know where to turn and I really need help. And I know you're here. So I just moved here hoping you would help me. And I said to him, listen, any man that can call me and be that honest with me is a man I'm always going to help out. So I drove down, I picked him up. He had this big smile on his face. He's so happy to see me. He went to give me a hug. I said, just get in the car. <laughs> Let, let's get this figured out. He, he came to my house. I was living in Westwood for people that know that area close to Santa Monica. And uh, it was a thousand square foot apartment, which, you know, pretty big deal. But what a, I'm never doing that again. Way too much money. Uh, I bought him a bed. He slept on my, my kitchen, basically, as a little bed there. Um, and then we, we built something just unbelievable. He has a marketing background. He worked with ESPN multiple times. He worked with the NBA, the NFL. Uh, he actually shot a little clip for the Super Bowl that just passed recently. 
And then uh, he got a job doing marketing out there. COVID hit. He got let go from that job. So I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen. Rates have gone up, but let's figure something out. I'll pay you just cash for right now. I probably shouldn't say that, but I don't care. I'll pay you cash right now. Um, and then we'll see what this transpires into. But I, I, I'm, I don't want to call realtors for a cup of coffee. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to get a cup of coffee. Like that doesn't do anything for anybody. There's no value in that. I said, is there a way we can provide marketing value to realtors? So what we started doing is we started putting together all of these packets. We started putting together first time home buyer packets. We started putting together flyers for listings. We would reach out to realtors and say, hey, do we have permission to, to post this for you? We would do custom content for them. We would literally, uh, I, I, I bought Ram, Rami a camera. We would go and just shoot videos of open houses and post them on Facebook. Uh, during COVID, you know, it was tough during that yeah. time, especially being in California. Well, every time new products started to come out because we lost so many products, I would start posting. And what I would start doing is, hey, uh, you know, if you're a broker owner of a real estate company, Jumbo loans are back. Go through your, your list of clients and look at clients that were looking at homes above this purchase price. That's now a loan that we can now do. So we start posting about that. We started gaining just an incredible amount of traction. And then sure enough, it exploded. It absolutely exploded. And uh, within like three, four months, I had more realtors than what I knew to do with. Uh, all my business was self-generated business. And I was like, wait, we have something. So then I hired Rami on full time. Um, he actually lived with me in Vegas. He moved with me to Las Vegas. He moved with me uh, to back to Michigan. He finally moved out for the love of God. Uh, he, he now he now uh, he now bought his got his own place. But uh, he is now on our payroll, and we now have three hundred thousand dollars worth of salaries for marketing uh, because it's just absolutely erupted. We have videographers on staff. We have editors on staff. We have SEO managers on staff. We do an awesome job with SEO. Um, we exploded our SEO channel. We're now bringing in, that's my background, obviously being at Rocket. We're now bringing in 250 leads a month, clients a month that we are getting six. Wow. We're getting six pre-approvals, uh, four to six pre-approvals on average that I'm now turning over to my real estate agents. It is all self-generated business. And that is, it's been a three-year journey. And uh, now he's my ride or die. So um, our marketing team consists of about seven or eight people. Uh, we have a tech team. I spend a lot of time with the technology side, man. And and now we are just, we're here to showcase and we're here to run. Wow. So you, you basically brought together marketing and realtor relationships together. hundred percent. Okay. 100%. So how, how are they so intertwined? I mean, like, where did you, I mean, people, I don't want to say you're, you're, you're reinventing the wheel, wheel here, but they're, they're so closely combined. Mm -hmm. Right. So yep. with, with that being said, you're, you're gaining a lot of referrals. You're gaining a lot of trust with these realtors because a lot of times brokers, you know, what we're doing is we're looking for, for referrals from realtors. A lot of times we don't have referrals for realtors, but you flip. Yeah. So that was a big thing. We, we actually are, are launching some new tech that I'm, I'm super excited to share. I'm actually, uh, I shared it with Katie Sweeney a little bit, and I, I have a meeting with her this Friday to kind of showcase some more of the technology. We went all in on this, um, on the SEO. We're, we're spending, uh, thank God, a lot of money. We're very fortunate to, you know, have done, done very well. And uh, this is something that's going to be released over the next couple of months. We, we, I'm not going to say figured it out because that's not true. It takes a long time to figure something out like yeah. that. But listen, people don't know what they don't know uh, is, is a quote one of my mentors taught me. It's the realest thing. Realtors, you, you can't say like, hey, what, what kind of value can I provide? The way I have approached it is, listen, here are the five things that I do for my realtors. Of these five things, where do you think you're lacking the most, right? 
That, that's the question you ask. Because when you ask a realtor, hey, what do you need help with? I don't know. I don't know what I need help. They never know. Of course they don't know. So how do you reword that? So we worked on five very specific things. I'll have my meetings, my, my Zoom calls, whatever it may be. And there's always one thing that they don't have, you know, that they're not doing. So let me do it for you. And the best part about me, I'm very consistent. You're, you're not going to outwork me. I'm, I'm up at five. I'm in the office and I'll work till one, two in the morning. I don't care. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm 30 years old. I have a, a lot more to give. So once you're actually providing that consistent, that keyword there is consistent value, everything else starts to work out. I know how to close loans. I know guidelines, but that's the barrier to entry. So how do I set myself apart? This is how we did it. And they are very intertwined. Whether people believe it or not, what I tell realtors is this. If, even if they tell me, John, we don't like to do marketing. Listen, I, I get what you're saying. But at the end of the day, we're headed in that direction. There's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's Facebook. It doesn't matter what you like, just to be very real with you. This is where people are going to head. The next generation, it's going to head that way. I'm a millennial myself, right? You have Gen Z coming up next. They're going to be more into social media, more yeah. into marketing than, than you or I. So let me take that off your plate and let me handle it for you. Another thing I love doing is here's what I've noticed about agents. New agents are super interested in the mortgage process. They want to know all the ins and out. Experienced <laughs> agents, they don't care, right? When I talk to the experienced agents, they're like, John, as long as you hit my contract date, I honestly don't care about anything else. So what do I do? Let me be part of your onboarding process. I built an entire playbook for uh, uh, realtors when they enter the, the uh, real estate industry. And I do the onboarding about the mortgage process. So that way you as a broker owner, you don't have to worry about that. Let me do the onboarding for you. And that's another huge benefit that we're, we're adding to people. So yeah, they're very intertwined. You just got to know how to get creative and you have to, to really make sure people, you have to believe in it. The way I speak about it, I, I believe it's true. And I, I now have use cases of realtors that I've helped grow their business personally because of the marketing and the material I'm able to do for them. Wow, that's that's amazing. So my, my mind's spinning right now. I got questions here, man. Okay, so a lot of people will sit here and say, yes, I do Facebook. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do my marketing. I do this. But it's really hard to capture those people and create a relationship with them instead of just being so transactional. So if you're doing you, you know, your, your marketing gig here and you have, you're getting four to six, you know, referrals, how are you creating those into relationships? Because it just can't be through your marketing or is uh, it? The, which ones, the referrals? Yeah. Oh, that's all our SEO. So we, we're, um, uh, so we're very fortunate. The RCTO uh, of the company, he's, he's consults now for us too, does all that. So he actually worked at Vroom for a very long time. And he helped build a, a product that was sold to a, a very large company for $50 million. Uh, oh. Our SEO is, is it's wild. Uh, our, our website, we, we meet all the algorithms uh, every week. Once a week, we check in. Google changes their algorithm for SEO. So once a week, we have a marketing meeting to go over all the new changes for Google's uh, new algorithms. And we keep changing. So um, we're now up to about 250 leads a month. Um, not all, obviously, you know, you get a lot of just whatever. Uh, that come through because we're, we're getting better and better at it, but we are dialing in and cracking down and we are spending money on SEO, spending money on, on Facebook advertisements. And we spend money on a, a company that basically tracks exactly where the lead comes from and the amount of info that they fill out. Uh, we have a, a custom uh, built integration that is actually texting these clients. It's a drip campaign, basically. That's uh, it's about 70 day drip campaign to help conversion continue to increase that we're working on. And now these are slowly flipping 
and, and does something different. We also are, are marketing to these clients because when they fill out the info, we get their email address. And so in return, we're actually able to drip to them accordingly. Hey, Next Door Lending, thanks you for filling out this information. We'd love to be able to chat with you uh, and to showcase to you why you should use us for your purchase. And it's all starting to work and we're constantly improving it. So yeah, the referrals do go pretty hand in hand with our SEO and our marketing uh, specifically. We have a lot of traction from that. Holy cow. So just a question here, just to make sure I understand. So when you get a referral or through your marketing efforts, let's just say this. So through your marketing efforts, does the referral come to you and then you give it to the realtor? Yeah. Do you go straight to the realtor and then come back to you? No, you can't. So we don't share data. That, that's the okay. one thing that we, we don't want to do. Um, so it stays with us. And then I have it on a round robin. Uh, now it's set on a round robin that it just goes to our, our realtor partners, the the ones that we've been working with. So we're I'm proud to say, I mean, we're, thank God, we've been picking up steam the last four months, I would say. Last month was our best month. We gave away six referrals um, out to realtor partners. And we're, we're getting better at tracking, actually getting the all clients are the right client, right? Uh, but, but you know, working on a conventional, the 20% down uh, kind of client. So we've really started to tailor our SEO into focusing more directly on those specific types of, of consumer to really, really help out and really give back to, to our, our realtor partners. Awesome. So I, I know you're young that, yeah, you're much younger than me, but uh, with that being said, you're really motivated and I can tell you're not just satisfied with what you have. So how do you look to grow what you're doing and what are your future marketing plans? Yeah. So that's a really good question. So um, we are building and I'd, I'd love to showcase it some other time. I, I have no problem sharing it. So we're building something incredibly um, uh, unique to, to our, our industry. We really, really are. And I've shared it with um, people at UWM. I've shared it with executives at Rocket. I've shared it with investors. And every single one of them, literally, you know what they tell me? They say, hey, make sure you get NDA signed because this is something absolutely different. Uh, the the, the long-term goal, look, is, is getting real data and real information so you can tailor. And people get, listen, people get so scared of that word. Oh, you're getting data on me. Like, just so you know, everybody is, right? Yeah, right, right. Now, now let's use it for good, okay? Let's let's use it for good because it's happening. So if I can sit there and 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 long-term vision is tailor a program very specific to Mark Summers, okay? Now, at the long-term vision of this is, hey, you're getting exactly what you want, when you want, and working with who you need to work with when you're ready to buy a home or potentially refinance your home. So that that is the big picture for us. We have a branch in uh, Vegas. We're actually opening up a, our a grand opening. That's why I'm headed down to Dallas. Uh, in, in Dallas this Friday is our grand opening for our next branch. And, and that's how we're going to scale this thing is getting in front of consumers, marketing correctly and getting the right data. The one thing I know about being at Rocket is how important it is to have the right data. So ensuring our people are filling things out correctly, ensuring that when a consumer fills out their information, it's all spot on. We're verifying it. We want to give consumers exactly what they want when they want it. So it's a, it's a big picture. But this is where my head is, man. I, I this is I believe in it so much. It, it burns my soul. Like I can't even get it out on, on camera. Maybe, maybe I can, but <laughs> it really burns me so much. Like this is why I wake up because there's a bigger picture out there and there's a lot of value that, that can be provided to consumers. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. Happy for you. Uh, and you know, warms my heart that you're willing to share it with the community as well. You know what I mean? So really looking forward to it. And yes, we'll make sure we showcase that. Um, switching gears here a little bit as well. Uh, cause I know we all have time constraints and want to make sure I'm utilizing your time. Right. And just with your energy and everything that you have, you know, I want to talk about leadership here. 
Uh, I think it's very important right now, uh, especially in the time that we're in, which let's be honest, it's not that bad. Okay. Uh, a lot, lot of us think the sky's falling. It's not, it's just adjusting. And I've always said this for the longest time, brokers are the best at adjusting. Okay. So we have to adjust a little bit here. Um, and with that adjustment and during these type of times, you need leadership, right? And with that leadership comes training. So talk about your leadership style here real quick. Explain to me your leadership style. Why, why do people want to work so hard for you? And why do they want to help you? Listen, man, I, I have been, God has blessed me with uh, the mentors I've, I've had. Um, you know, I, I, people always ask me, you know, do you, do you miss being at, at Quicken or Rocket? And I miss people, right? I, I miss people because that's, that's what did stuff for me is, is people. And the, the leaders I had were just some of the most beautiful people of all time. And, and they, they had so much good to give. So my leadership style is, is a multitude of things. The number one thing I, I love to do is I always tell people this, look, this is a two-way street, but my side of the street is bigger. And I know I'm going to have to give you more than you're going to give me. But here's all I ask from you. I'm going to give you everything I have. But when I ask you for something, I expect that it gets done. And I'm, I'm very, I'm more than fair. I give more than I take. And I know that. And I've learned that over the years that it's okay to tell people that. So that's the first thing that I tell people. Num number two, I believe you can inspire people. I don't believe you can motivate people. Hmm. So I, I, I listen, motivation is very internal. I can inspire you for an hour, maybe two hours. Then you're going to forget what I said and do whatever you want, right? Whatever the case may be. But every single day, I'm focusing on inspiring people, whether that be through an inspirational ascent. I love telling stories about life and, you know, where things are headed. Uh, so I'm constantly having those const uh, conversations with people, trying to inspire them. But I, And I tell them, I said, look, I'm not going to motivate you because I cannot do that. You have to be more lit and fired up inside of you than what I can tell you. The, the third piece of it is this. You know, somebody taught me, I don't believe in a work-life balance. I believe in a life balance. Work just happens to be part of my balance of my life. Okay. It, it is. It's just, it's who I am as a human being and people need to, to stop. I tell my, and listen, you might disagree. That's fine. But you need to stop saying like, I need to have a better work life balance. This is commission sales. And I make people very aware of that. So this is a balance that you have to have about your life and work happens to be part of it. So how much of a focus are you going to put on work? How much of a focus are you going to put on family? And then what you do is well, let's establish a plan around that. And then the, the last piece of it is this for me. I need to adapt to how they learn. They should never adapt to how I teach. And here's what I mean by that. People learn one of three ways, right? Auditory, visual, or hands-on. That's how people learn. So if me as a leader am not giving you as a human being all three of those ways to potentially learn, I failed you. You did not fail me. If you're going to quit the company or you're going to leave, I need to be able to look at you in the eyes and say, God, I gave Mark Summers everything I had. And I need to not lie to myself about it. And I've done that before. There's still times where I do it. I'm not perfect. I know I make those mistakes still. But my strategy, my training regimen towards you as an individual needs to be tailored for all those three types of ways of learning. And if after all of that and all those other things that I talked to you about, it doesn't work, I can confidently look at you and say, okay, you know what? It didn't work out. But at least I know I gave you everything I had. And so that's that is my leadership style. Those three, four things put together really makes up who I am as a human being. That that's awesome. And you know, and how many people are on your team total? Uh, we have now uh 80 employees. Uh awesome. so 
50 LOs and we have seven starting June, June 3rd, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies in this business. Um, with, with that being said, I mean, there's, there's that overall leadership style, which obviously you're given. How do you do it on an individual level? I mean, do you, do you really crack down on people individually or is it more or less like, I mean, explain that. Listen, so that's a really good question. It's, it's, it's a tough question because I can't sit here and tell you, you know, with all those people I'm meeting with them every single day, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, every single month. That, that's not true. Uh, I, I trust my, my, other, my other partners and I trust our sales leader. We have a sales leader on the floor to constantly be doing that. The one thing I, I absolutely love doing and tailoring it towards that specific person is I need to understand that, again, it goes back to the saying, people don't know what they don't know. So I, I need to always approach every conversation with an LO with, with that kind of mindset. So when I speak to them about how do they present a loan, right, I have to assume that they just don't know how if they're a brand new LO. And you need to be, pay, pay a lot of attention. What happens a lot with how busy we get, and I, I've been, I've fallen uh, victim to this too. Yeah, 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 don't worry. Just do this. Click this button. Just fly through it like here. Here you go. It's all set. All right, have a great day. Send out docs. All right, great job. They didn't learn anything. So do I really take the time to sit back, listen to what they're saying, understand them at an individual level, and then do I really put a plan together? Uh, a lot of that has to do with the planning that I put for that LO. Perfect example, um, last week, had a banker struggling with just getting through conversations. So where did we start? We started on the intro. Here's how I do this. I started doing this at, at Rocket a long time ago. First thing I do, I said, listen, we're going to start with your intro because that's, that's, that's where it all begins. I said, tell me your introduction. Give me three objections that the clients give you. And then I need you to give me two responses to each objection. I need that done by, by today. That was on a Monday. So she sends it to me. And I know, it's, I know she's nervous about it. So she sends it over to me. Mm -hmm. After that, every day, her and I meet and we role play those objections for the first week, every single day. And I crush her because if you can get past me, you can get past the client. I'm going to be way tougher than a client. The second week, what do we do? Now we make it more real. Now I'm calling you randomly throughout the day. And I'm calling you on the phone, just like a client would call you. And I'm in a different office. You have no idea when I'm calling. And now it's a real life situation. So now I'm calling her and I'm just grilling her. And she's just getting more confident. The last piece of the training is this. Now, guess what I have her do? We listen to calls together. I have her pit pull another banker's call. And then she runs a game film for all the other bankers. Okay. Introduction. So it's a three-week process just to get through introduction. So that's just one example of how I coach her very specifically. And then I'll take her through the next part of the process, which is like digging deep, understanding goals, building rapport, whatever it might be. But that's how I go. That's literally how I go about it, to, to that team. Wow. So you, you take your leadership style and throw it right in with training. hundred percent. That's, that's awesome. So you have to plan this. So, I mean, you are planning with a purpose, right? How do you do that? Every Sunday. So what I do is what I've learned to do is I, I map out my month. So uh, one thing I just taught is, okay, what's my focus for the year? So this year is, is the year of energy is what I called it. The year of energy, good, good energy, real energy, positive energy, your, your mindset. So every month I plan around basically energy. And what does that mean? So every Sunday, what I'll do is I'll sit down. I'll build my monthly plan before the month starts. This will be something like, okay, am I shooting a marketing video? What kind of trainings am I doing? Uh, what, what am I going over you know, this week? What kind of KPIs am I pushing? What does marketing look like? Just literally as much as granular as I can get it. That doesn't mean it can't shift or change, okay? 
from there, I also put a focus on the culture that, that we have as an organization. And I tailor my, my meetings, whatever it is, towards that culture. Every week, every Sunday, I spend about four hours every single Sunday. I reflect on the previous week, and then I reflect on the week that's ahead of me. I'm very honest with my leadership group, and I share with them my thoughts and my feelings about my week. And I tell them, I dropped the ball here. Here's what I did very good at, and I executed that based off my plan that I sent to everybody. And then more importantly, here's what I'm going to be doing this week. I'm either going to make up ground for anything I forgot last week, or I'm going to be very dialed in to something different where I feel the company needs to be headed. Could be company morale, right? Right now, you have people not writing as many loans. So morale has been incredibly huge. Having the constant talks, showcasing my skills, making sure I'm on the phone so they can hear me uh, and the way I speak and I sell. So every single Sunday, three to four hours, every single time. And then I'm, I'm a very early riser. Um, I'm the type of guy that's, again, I'm, I'm my day starting at five every day. And I, I, I'm a grinder. I mean, I don't stop working. So I, I also get to plan and think about my day from about 5 to 8 a.m., which is I, I, a lot of my own personal time. I, I enjoy it. It's not hard. To <laughs> you need it. It's, it's a dumpster fire. It's just people running around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like I, I, I always, I, I tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, yeah, I get up super early and whatnot and, and I'm working, but that's me time. You know what I mean? And whether it's working out, working, whatever the case, but because right when it's usually eight 30 for me, it's I'm being pulled in 47 different directions. Mm -hmm. So, but that, that's awesome. Um, Hey, listen, Jonathan, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I can't appreciate, I, I mean, I can't appreciate how much you're giving us, but I mean, I really appreciate what you're doing. You're, you're the time you're giving us right now, your energy, just God, you just want to take over the world. And I absolutely love that. You just want to dominate. And I think I said a few sentences bad back there, but what I'm trying to say is you're, you're doing it right. You know what I mean? And, and I love it. I don't like the fact you're in my backyard because you're probably stealing some business from me, but that's okay. There's, there's, there's enough of it to go around for, for, for all of us. So, you know, with that being said, I, I want to finalize this with like one last question here. Um, I don't even know. Do you know about Fuse, our national yes. event? You coming yeah, yeah. out to it? Uh, yes, correct. Perfect, perfect. So let's say, let's say you're on stage, right? And we have four thousand brokers out there with everything that you've known from the retail side, from from the wholesale side, going from quick into to the UW model and and more. With that being said, you have the stage. What's one piece of advice that you would give to all of us out there? I surprised you with that one. I didn't. I didn't warn you about that one. So I'm surprised you, know, you with this one. Uh, let me let me tell you. Here's here's what I'm going to say to 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 you and everybody that's that's watching this. You need to be a winner, and here's what I mean by being a winner. Everyone I've met, and I've interviewed a lot of people. I've interviewed two billionaires, and I've interviewed a lot of millionaires. You know the thing about winning, is it never stops. You're going to constantly have battles, and you're going to constantly have hurdles that you have to overcome. And you know what winners do? They embrace it. And they're so prepared for it that you cannot even imagine how ready they are for that. It's very easy to be a loser because it's easy to take blame on yourself. It's easy to be a victim. It doesn't take a lot of thought process. So if you're really a winner, and I hear everybody say, oh, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. Well, that means you need to prove it every single day. Every single day when you wake up, you must wake up with a plan to win and you must wake up ex expecting the fact that you are going to have a hurdle. And the more times you keep knocking these hurdles down, the more times you actually are a winner and the more times you actually believe in it just like I do. And that is what I would tell all the brokers out there. I just got chills on that one. Jeez. Thank you. That was That's awesome. You got really serious there too. I really, I, I, really like it. You I, mean, I mean it. it. I mean it more than you could possibly imagine. My life has not been easy. That doesn't matter. 
love it, dude. I absolutely love it. Brother, I got chills on that one. I'm I'm ready to go right now. So I, I will say this. I am definitely going to come down and visit your office here in the near future. Please. I want to – I want to – I want to see what you have going on. Uh, but with that being said, Jonathan, listen, dude, thank you so much. You know, I, I can't tell you how much I thank you for this. Uh, appreciate you. I'm sure we will be in definite contact now, especially with this podcast, along with you coming out to Fuse, along with doing what we do best as brokers is now we're sharing with each other. Yes, and that, and, and I thank you so much for that. So, you know, I'll be down to visit you. And once again, thank you for your time. Thank you, Mark, for everything, guys. You guys are wonderful, and I'm very excited to help grow and provide as much value as I can to everybody. I love cooperating and collaborating. It's something my mentor taught me because it keeps me on my toes. If you have what I have, then that means I got to keep getting better. So I'm here for all of it. Love it. Absolutely love it. So brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, subscribe to it, rate our podcast and leave a review. Uh, it helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. Jonathan, my man, my new best friend. I absolutely love this. Uh, you're, you're obviously a, a great broker and, and wants to thank you for everything you do for your, your time today. Thank you, sir. You too, man. Take care. All right. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.